listening to the Ladylike podcast. Ladylike is a storytelling show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt, and on this episode, our live story comes from Meredith Catchell. Uh, she tells a story about a boyfriend uh, when she was younger who couldn't really uh, control his back door. Um, and uh, she also tells a story about like a hippie friend that she had that's... I, I can't even get into it. it. It gave me a physical reaction. I'm still sick from it. It was years ago that I heard it for the first time. Um, people screamed. It was disgusting. Okay, anyways. Uh, this week I sat down with Grace Thomas. Grace is a comic in Chicago. She writes for Clickhole. And Grace told us about her 10th birthday and a ride on the monorail that... Um, Got a little spicy. Here's Grace Thomas. Hi, I'm Grace Thomas, <laughs> and this is my masterpiece theater lady-like <laughs> story. Um, and it's about the time I shat myself on a monorail at the Minnesota Zoo when I was turning 10 years old. It's on my 10th birthday. Um... I know it's kind of hacked to talk about how Chipotle makes you shit yourself, but I think it's okay for me to talk about it at this instance, because Chipotle did make me shit myself in <laughs> this time. It's not, I'm not just talking about how Chipotle makes you, you shit yourself in general, um, you know, goofing around. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I was, it was on my 10th birthday, um, oh, right on the birthday. It was on my birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, in the morning, I had a destination imagination, um, like, competition that lasted about five hours, and destination imagination Wait. was, like, kid improv. Oh. Um, so, like, it was, like, kid improv and sketch, basically, um, and it was really dumb. We didn't do well. Uh, one of the sketches we did, I was like Aaron Carter, but also a genie. Um, and, and, um, I was just like granting wishes about like meeting Aaron Carter. I don't know if I was a genie and then I transformed into Aaron Carter or if I was an Aaron Carter genie who could only give Aaron Carter related, like only like grant Aaron Carter related wishes. Both of them, I feel like you really created a scene. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, it was pretty immersive, but the judges didn't think it was creative, <laughs> which I think is wrong. And then, so there was, like, two components. There was, like, a sketch component, and then, and, but they didn't call it that. Um, I think they called it, like, a demonstration. And then there was also, like, an improvised component. Um, and all I remember about that is that I had to pretend I was in a bath. Which was just me on the ground, just like rubbing my body up and down. <laughs> so just like a ten-year-old, ten-year-old me, chubby ten-year-old me, <laughs> just rubbing my body in front of a panel of judges <laughs> who were determined if I was rubbing my body creatively enough. I guess. Wow, and honestly, nothing has changed today. <laughs> yeah, I'm rubbing my body as I'm talking to Jenna. I'm rubbing my body right now, which I think is inappropriate. And I'm sorry about that. I'm only rubbing, like, my chest. Well, I don't know. There's a little leg in there. Yeah, there's a little leg in there. Um, Yes, and. (laughs) Right. So, for lunch that day, 
I tried Chipotle for the first time ever. For the <laughs> first time ever in my life. Um, which I think, like, took my mom for a loop that I asked for that because I was a very picky eater. Um, because I had, um, I, when I was growing up, I had a lot of tics and whatnot. So I didn't have full-blown OCD, but it's called OCD tendencies. So I really had trouble eating things that I wasn't, hadn't encountered with yet. But I think I was kind of getting, getting past that. And I really like tacos and burritos. So I think that, like, I was trying to become a more cultured 10-year-old by trying to follow <laughs> for the first time. Um, and I had the barbacoa, which if you haven't had the barbacoa, I feel like that's a very unpopular meat choice at Chipotle. I don't even know what that is. Barbacoa is, it, they've had it for years and they still have it. It's really spicy shredded beef. Oh, okay. I don't know if I would still consider it really spicy, but 10-year-old may consider it very spicy. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, just destroyed me, um, <laughs> almost immediately. Uh, it, it affected me in a profound way. Um, I don't think I had ever, um, felt that level of discomfort. Well, maybe that's not true, but, like, that specific type of discomfort where, um, because uh, I wasn't that partial to spicy food, so I just don't think... I think that was my first real encounter with super spicy food. Um, even though, like, I always have had a messed up kind of digestive tract. But, um... My family was... Like, me, my family was just me and my mom. And my mom was very much like, you know, farting is like a human thing. So just fart. Like, don't worry about it. And my mom... <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble <laughs> for saying this. But my mom was on the toilet for like a, like a couple hours every day. So I just thought that was normal. And I'm sure some of that was like reading. But like my mom obviously should change her diet. To like mention it years ago so that she doesn't have to poop a lot. And I've always had to poop a lot every day too because... I was just taught to, like, like you should eat what you want, no matter what it's doing to your asshole. <laughs> so, I do think that's uh, a really beautiful way to look. I think it is, kind of, but I think that, like, has had a significant impact on the rest of my life. Throw your asshole to the wind, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, I basically have, um, uh, uh, as you'll hear later. But, um, so... We so we were we went to the Minnesota Zoo for my birthday that year because I love the meerkats. Mm-hmm. I just love the meerkats so much. I don't think they have the meerkat exhibit anymore, but it was really incredible. Um, and a, a somewhat somber um, little fun fact is I didn't even know about Meerkat Manor for years after it was released. Like I didn't watch Meerkat Manor for the first time until I was sixteen. I don't know what that is. Meerkat Manor is this like Animal Planet soap opera. Where they, it's not, it's like our, it's a, it's a reality show. It's nonfiction, but they just follow these meerkats around, and you really develop a connection to these specific <laughs> meerkats because you can see, even though they're not talking, and even though they're not human beings, they have like complex, dramatic relationships, and they also have to deal with the environment around them. So it's like a like com- really compelling show. Um, 
And I used to just love watching the meerkats. Um, and gone around the zoo, but I especially loved watching the meerkats. And also, the Minnesota Zoo has cheese curds every day of the year. So, um, I feel like since then, cheese curds have become more popularized, so they're at a lot of different restaurants, but at least 10-year-old me, in my life, they're, they're, like, cheese curds were, like, a Minnesota Zoo thing, um, a, a Minnesota State Fair once a year thing, and then the one or two baseball games I got to go to a year, I might get cheese curds there, you know, depending on, on if I was with my mom and if she was feeling like she wanted to get me cheese curds or yada yada. So that was a big deal. Um, so we went to, we went to the zoo. Um, we spent a significant amount of time at the food court, me just eating maybe two orders of cheese curds. I was, it was my birthday. I was just, it was just me and my mom. I was a very sad child. Um, <laughs> because... My parents divorced when I was at a very young age. My dad was an alcoholic, and my dad had died the year before. I think my dad had died, like, a little less than a year before this. Um, so I was especially sad. That was when I was entering, like, deep, deep sadness, which I would say I may be past, but <laughs> definitely lasted more than a decade. Um, so, uh, and maybe this story contributed to entering that deep, deep sadness. But, um, I think I want to be clear that I could have avoided this tragedy. Um, I knew this was going to happen, uh, but I hated using the bathroom in, in, in public. I mean, you're not using the bathroom in public. There aren't people watching you shit, but I hated using any bathroom to shit besides my mom's. I still um, and I, well, I'm good with it now, so, <laughs> but at the time, um, I was just like you today, um, and I, I was uncomfortable with using any, any outside bathroom, so I just thought I could hold it, I could hold it, I could hold it, and then we got on the monorail, um, because I think my mom could tell something was up, you know, she's my mom, I think she knew that I was, like, feeling woozy or whatever. You were so, lightheaded from this shit. Yeah, I probably was. <laughs> I mean, I remember feeling the shit not just in my butt, but in my head. You know? <laughs> just feeling all my body on fire, realizing what was happening. And I think the, the shit was just so flaming hot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that it was heating up the rest of my body. You um, so I'm on the monorail. I'm sitting next to my mom, and then all of a sudden, I'm just like, "It's happening!" And my mom's like, "What's happening?" And it was the shit, you know. And it was just, it was an impossible thing to cover up. You know? <laughs> It was through my pants. Wait, so this is like uh, liquid? What are we talking? It's liquid. Yeah, we're talking liquid. We're talking sloppy and soppy, you know? Messy, messy, moisty, (laughs) disgusting mess. Um, Okay, what did you do is my next question. My memory's a little bit hazy on... um, (laughs) Exactly what happened next, maybe out. by design. <laughs> but I know that we went back to back to like the food court because that was one of the stops on the monorail. 
and we went to the bathroom and we wiped up as much as we could and then I believe my mom gave me her sweatshirt and I tied it around so that you couldn't see my brown ass <laughs> um, so uh then we went home you know what, what else are you gonna do it would be great if we had um, then you went back to the just went to, back to the zoo I feel like though if you're gonna shit yourself the zoo is a great place because animals are shitting themselves all around you. That's like, I didn't even think that. So they might have seen, like, Shelby stalking me and just been like, oh, look, that gorilla is wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> that gorilla is shitting itself and wearing pants. <laughs> um, I will say, I think, like, one good thing um, about, like, like shitting my pants in that instance was my dad wasn't around to see it. <laughs> so my dad didn't have to find out. That I had shit myself on the monorail at the Minnesota Zoo because he was dead. So <laughs> that was that was a small comfort. A silver lining. There's always a silver lining. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my asshole has just been been a real bane of my existence. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, last year I had to have a colonoscopy, uh, and I had to have the colonoscopy. Because one day when I was working at ClickHole, all of a sudden I went to use the bathroom and I just shit like a puddle of blood. Oh, God. Just like a, just a river. I could like feel it coming out. Oh, my gosh. And it was just like a faucet I turned on. <laughs> and then I looked down and it's just this dark red um, toilet. And the first time it happened, I was like, eh, you know? <laughs> Maybe I ate something weird. This is the one-time thing. Go back to my desk. A few minutes later, <laughs> back at the toilet. Um, and so me and my friend Rajat went to the went to the hospital. Um, I get all checked out. The doctor says you're okay, but you need to get a colonoscopy. You need to go. Well, I needed to go to a gastrointestinal guy first, a gastro whateverologist, one of the ologists, and. And he said, if, if it keeps happening to a greater degree, I have to come back to the hospital. So I see the gastroenterologist, I get the call, and when I'm, and when I'm there, he's like, well, it could be a couple of things, or, or a few things. You could have Crohn's, you could um, have colon cancer, or this could just be how it is. <laughs> <laughs> you could just be a person with a bloody asshole. And um, well, I could have told you that. Yep. <laughs> Come over here. Survey <laughs> says I was just a person with a bloody asshole. <laughs> I don't have colon cancer. I don't have Crohn's disease. I'm just a person who shits blood. I'm one of the many Americans who shit blood. And I guess I'm okay with that. I guess I've had to be okay with that. Do you still shit blood to this very day? Once in a while. Once in a while. I would say, well, what's what what's once in a while to me? Yeah. <laughs> It might be frequent to somebody unacquainted with how my butt works. At our live shows, uh, we put out pieces of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting stories, and then we read them on stage anonymously. So these are some of the stories from um, our past shows. Um, okay, this one. I was making out... With my high school boyfriend, and I was trying to be sexy and licked his nose, but I got a big booger on my tongue and was too embarrassed to admit it, so I swallowed it. <laughs> That's fine. 
You've never... <laughs> <laughs> have you never been making out with someone like smiled some snot? Smiled oh, some no, snot? I absolutely have. That's yeah. it, it gives me like a react. Like literally, yeah. it just happened to me. I remember the first time I made out. It wasn't like good, and I wasn't really enjoying it. But I was just so happy <laughs> to like have had this happen because oh, yeah, yeah. one year, at least when I was a teenager, when I was like fifteen, sixteen, I was like. This is so late. Why haven't I made out yet? Am I going to be alone forever? And then you find out later that some people don't even lose their virginity until they're in their 20s or later. And they're fine. Like, they're good people. Yeah. I think... I God, I wish we weren't... Well, that's another... But, like... <laughs> I remember, like, the first time I really made out, made out. Like, dark room. It's a sleepover. You know? Um, we were both snotty. Because it was like... The, <laughs> it was like... It was like, you know, midwinter in Minnesota, and everyone has a cold, and we were both snotty, and I was just slurping up whatever, <laughs> I was just slurping up whatever came down the pipe, because I didn't want it to end. Um, I have another burger, booger, not burger, booger-related one, actually. Um, an interesting take, I would say, on, on boogers. Um, when I was a youth, I loved to eat and taste my own boogers. I stopped for a while in my teens, but when I first tasted another's pussy, I was instantly reminded of the glory days. It's like an everlasting gobstopper. I cannot stop eating you pussy. Smiley face. So, where I take issue with this one is that I do strongly believe that what they're saying is that pussy tastes like boogers. And I... Would disagree with that. I would disagree with I that. Disagree. I mean, obviously, uh, like uh, like a vagina and the surrounding genitalia can have like a mucusy like, mm-hmm. you know, like that's just how yeah. it is. That's fine. I think there's probably a mucus membrane up in there, but but it doesn't taste like boogers. That's no. ridiculous. There's like so many like different juices that are like combining. <laughs> I feel like into like. I mean, I'm not a pussy-eating expert, but, like, I, as somebody who's, like, really been, like, diving headfirst into it in the last few months, um, I feel like it just doesn't taste like that. And I feel like it's okay to not... I feel like people are so urged to connect everything in their life. I feel like that's what this person is doing. And may I suggest that it's okay to have a new experience just be a new experience and not an echo of your past. Wow. Yeah. Also, well, I'm just going to do the thing you told me not to do, but sometimes I think pussy tastes, or it's not the taste, but it's like, it's kind of like baking soda. (laughs) You know, you're like, like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, it's like any given, like, it can taste different on any given day. Yeah. And and that's just what you got to accept. Your own pussy on any given day, too, is going to be. Mm -hmm. For sure. Depending on where you are. What a uh, rainbow of pussy flavors there are to be had. A beautiful rainbow. <laughs> well, a rainbow with with <laughs> with varying degrees. It's okay to admit that sometimes it doesn't taste great, but like dick almost always tastes bad. So I mean, not almost always, but a lot of times. I don't know. I think a lot of there's like a like a, a like a, a lot of kinds of men and some kinds of men that you wouldn't expect. That just do not wash their dick like they should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and dicks aren't self-cleaning ovens. 
You gotta, you gotta get down to it. Okay. Um, I tore a ligament in my knee, ripping my pants off for sex. This was the day before college graduation. I had to limp across the stage with a knee brace on. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, I wonder if, no, I bet, I was gonna, for a second I was like, were they losing their virginity? But no, they would have, they would have. Mentioned that. I hope they would have, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it was good, even. Like, I wonder if there was screams of pain and screams of, like, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, the knee ligament, like, worked its way into the... <laughs> mm-hmm. Spicy. Um, all right, this is my last one. Uh, my ex-boyfriend's dad was cheating, and naturally, one of the women left her panties when his wife, now ex-wife, found them. I had to claim them as my own, and now I have been wearing them for the past three years. <laughs> um, if I could just dissect this a little bit, <laughs> I feel like the, the, them saying I had to claim them as my own is, is really stated matter-of-factly. Like, obviously, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that they had to do that. Um... But I wonder who found them, what's going on. And also, if they were in his bedroom, then wouldn't it be weird that her panties were just there too? I don't know. Wait, whose bedroom was it? That's not what, they don't say whose bedroom. But I'm assuming, since it was the dad cheating, and it was her ex-boyfriend's dad that was cheating, that it would be in his bedroom and not... Oh, yeah, you think that would raise more questions? Yeah, you'd think so. Maybe this is, like, some fucking the usual suspect shit, and she is referring to herself (gasps) in the third person. But, yeah, she was... So, she had to claim them as her own, but they were her own. And now she wears them as a trophy. Yeah! (laughs) Ooh, I actually like that a lot. (laughs) That sounds like the plot of a good pornography. Do you guys ever watch those? Have you, have you watched an episode of pornography on the internet? <coughs> an episode of pornography? Oh, I... I haven't heard that show. That's, I, honestly, that's what I think porn is missing, is, is like a good plot. Uh, yeah. Like I a really good, do. <laughs> like a good, like, streaming series, like a prestige format pornography. Yeah, I would, that's, I would be into that. Like, when, like when you're watching, like, a, se- like a series, and, like, mm-hmm. at the second to last episode, like, you know... Pam and Jim finally get together. Yeah. And then for me, if I was like, and then you get to watch them fuck right after that, that would be a perfect porn. Like nine episodes and then one like steamy sex mm-hmm. scene. That would oh, be perfect wow. for me, but I know that would be expensive to make. <laughs> I mean, girls kind of did that in a way, but yeah. like not like as explicit. But I think at the time people were talking about it like that, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, um, okay, I'll do, I'll do one more. This one is, this one is a, a little bit much for me, even. When I was little, I would stick my finger up my butt and tell my sister to smell my finger. <laughs> dot, 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 oops. <laughs> was that an accident, first of all? You, <laughs> you like doing that? Well, maybe they didn't understand the gravity of that. <laughs> They definitely didn't know, uh, like, understand the context of smell my finger. Yeah. You were doing it wrong. (laughs) Or maybe they figured out how to cheat the system. Yeah. (laughs) 
Our live story today comes from Meredith Catchell. She's a comic living in Chicago. She runs a show called Chicago Comedy Underground at the Beat Kitchen. Uh, and she told this story at the very first Lady Lake, which was in May of 2016. Give it up for everyone that you've seen so far. Holy shit. I mean, good fucking company tonight. All right, so.
the bathroom, just like, I could probably solve this. He stubbed his toe or his dick's too big. Uh, I can take care of that. Uh, and instead, he was like hovering above the toilet and he had a lot of toilet paper out towards me like he was offering it to me, like a piece of bread to a starving child. And on this piece of toilet paper, one layer of poop and then one layer of pinworms <laughs> dripping off of it. So many that they were they were falling off like a like a summertime cone and sprinkly ice cream. Uh, and all he said to me was just like, oh, help! Like, trying to 
impress her. <laughs> Which is dope, dope, dope. Yes, I am. Um, and as I was realizing this, she walked back into the room with a bunch of young nurse practitioners to be and said, hey, they're learning how to do this. Would you mind if we did the whole examination over again? And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, but do this <laughs> My asshole was also covered in butter. All right. Um, so my, my final one I, that I want to tell you guys, this is the one that I, I love telling because it's, I think it's the grossest story I've ever heard. Um, I mean, give me some noise if you hate cum. check out my Twitter, which is at Grace G. Thomas, and I post all my shows there, um, and horrible jokes, um, a lot of angry ramblings about <laughs> the way the entertainment industry treats people like me and like my friends, um, 
let's see. Also, uh, you should go do some, give clickbolts.com some clicks. Give us some clicks. Click on some ads. It'd be great if you clicked on some ads. Uh, we could use that. If you want to catch one of our live shows, they happen every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Uh, the live show is produced by myself, I'm Jenna Gephardt, Sarah Sherman, Allison Dunn, and Carly Ballerini. Uh, this podcast is produced by me. The Ladylike theme song is by Natalie Grace Alford. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Ladylike Chicago. And then subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next week.